0: Lift your voice to him one more time. Come on and give him a shout of praise in this house.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thankful, thankful, thankful to the Lord for what he's doing. God's good. What a blessing it is that he does go before us behind us and beside us and around us, dwells inside of us. I'm thankful that I can't flee from his presence, that I can't go anywhere that he's not. That's a comforting thought, that no matter where I am, there he is. That doesn't just mean geographical location. It's where you feel like you are inside, in your mind and your heart and your feelings and your emotions and your life right now. He's there. He's there. He might wait to show up after, till after you start stinking, but he's there. <laughs> just how it is sometimes. But with just a word, he can get rid of that just a word he can get rid of that oh what a savior Amen. give him one more hand clap of praises. what a God what a God so thankful for him today yes ma'am let's give our music a choir a hand this morning our ladies and brother Shannon They were, I think they said it was the, the Supremes and one pip. <laughs> oh, mercy. Well, God's good. Thankful for people. That, you know, if you weren't here for the 11 o'clock, you need to either listen to the podcast today or you need to get a copy of that. And uh, And if you're not on the, if you don't follow the podcast, you should. <laughs> you should. Because... You know, you almost never pick up everything that's being preached or said or done during a service. And you can go back and listen again about, wow. Because you, you know, it could be in one part of the service, you was losing your mind. Where was I when they said that? Oh, you was rolling across the floor. You know. So uh, you're able to, that, that wasn't even toward JT. What are y'all laughing at? We got other folks that roll in here good. No, oh, but you you should. And then share it with people. You, you, know, you tell people and they don't want to visit, say, so, well, hey, how about, you ought to follow our podcast and you can listen and hear what goes on on Sunday. So it be a good thing. God's good. He is good all the time. Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8. And uh, we're going to start at verse 41. i We'll read 41 and 42. 49 through 55. And then Matthew 28 and 20. And Matthew 8 and 41 says, And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down, at Jesus' feet, what? Well, you you felt like you could preach right there, don't you? Sometimes you just need to come and fall down at the feet of Jesus. Mmm, boy, that, that's making my legs just twist. I'm just, I'm telling you, sometimes things are so bad, and you could even—he he had power, he had position, he was a ruler. He probably had access to all kind of doctors or physicians and different things, and. But he said, I have come to the point where there is nowhere else to go but to the feet of Jesus. A a ruler came and fell down at the feet of Jesus because he realized this is where my help comes from. This is where I'll get what I have to have. This this, this is where. So we're going to. Oh, man, I'll tell you. with all the avenues he could have accessed. He fell down. At the feet of Jesus. And he he besought him. He he, he, he pleaded with him. You know. Come into my house. For he had only. One daughter. Now friend I'm going to tell you. Them kids are your world. He had one. And it was a girl. And they Hey, them boys are precious. I love my son. But I'm telling them girls will get you. They 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 crawl up in your lap even when they're 20-something and and snuggle up on you and they love on you and they they them girls, that's your world. And so his world about twelve years of age was dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. They blocked him. They were around him. So here's the man with a need. And we're introduced to him. And for the next several verses, we hear nothing else about his story. But it's about another person with a need. A woman. Boy, this woman's been mentioned. This is three times today. You you, you had to hear the 11 o'clock to understand why we were all looking around when Sister Brittany started talking about the woman. And now here she is popping up again. I'm not going to read about her, but I'll just tell you, you know the story. 12 years with the issue of blood, she had spent everything she had, no more left. She spent everything, didn't get any better, only got worse. And then she came to Jesus. It looks like the ruler... Came right to Jesus. She tried other things and then came to Jesus. Don't matter. Just end up with Jesus. Just end up with Jesus because he's the answer. And so in this time, we don't hear anything else. Several verses, I don't know how things are going. I don't even know where Jairus was. Had he got pushed off to the edge, couldn't even see Jesus anymore. Uh, all I know is I can imagine the frustration as they're trying to get to his house. But then we, we start in verse 49. Uh, they finally start moving again. This woman has gotten her miracle. She's been made whole. Be of good cheer. Everybody's, wow, look at this. Here she is. She's healed. And so everybody's excited. Maybe even Jairus is a little excited because he knows if he did this, we're headed to the right place. But then while he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house and said to him, your daughter is dead and trouble not the master. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept, bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. You know, it's amazing that Jesus brought some people in, but then he had to put them out. He trusted them enough to bring them in to see a miracle. And they, they all kind of laughed. The mother, the dad, three of his disciples. She's dead. She's cold. She's dead. She's not alive. She's not asleep. She's dead. So he puts everybody out. Then he works a miracle. Hmm. I don't want to ever get put out because I can't believe what Jesus is about to do. The man asked for the miracle. And Jesus had to put him out. He said, i got to get this unbelief out of here. And then, don't you know when that door opened up and he said, here's your daughter. And everybody was astonished, it says. They were astonished. Matthew 28 and 20, Jesus said this. Lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Amen. I about got ahead of myself in my preaching, but I want to preach for a little while on this thought. Even to the end of your world. Even to the end of your world. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you and thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, that you're with us, that you'll go with us, that you never leave us or forsake us. God, let our hearts hear the word today. Let us be encouraged that faith grow in this house. Strengthen us by your hand, by your word, in the power of your great name, Jesus. We ask it. And everyone said, Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this house today. What a great God. You can be seated. God bless you in Jesus' name. I'll try to be expedient today and just see what God's going to do. I've been, I know when the Lord's moving like this and I get caught up preaching off every line. I got to be careful. Sometimes, man, the Holy Ghost is just on you, and it's like, it's like you're reading your Bible and, and something that's being interpreted while you're reading. It's a, it's a good feeling. God's good. There's nothing, uh, uh, no doubt about uh, God's faithful. God is faithful. Anybody believe He's faithful? Amen. He's faithful. Jesus just said, I'll be with you even to the end of the world. I've said this before, that that may not mean the the literal end of this world. Of course, he'll be there for that. But what seems like to be the end of your world, when it seems like your world is crumbling down around you and circumstances have gotten out of your control, they are never out of his control. And and God is going to stay with you even to the end of your world. Do you not think that Job felt like his world was ending but he knew God was with him. He said, because I can't tell where he's at or what he's doing, but I do know this. He knows the way that I take. So, uh, and when he has tried me, I shall be gold. So uh, he understood that uh, God is going to be with, with me. And he said, even though he slay me, if it becomes the end of my world, yet will I trust him because I know God is faithful. Deuteronomy 7 and 9 says, know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God He's not anybody else. He's God. He's the faithful God which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. They're just singing about to a thousand generations. Psalm 36 and 5 says, Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth unto the clouds. And then in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 3, But the Lord is faithful, who shall establish you and keep you from evil, my goodness! How do people make it without the Lord? But you know, it's sometimes it's really people are never really just without the Lord. They just don't recognize the Lord because He's everywhere. To say they're without God means they could be somewhere where He's not. But you can never be anywhere He's not. You just don't have Him in your life. You don't recognize uh, His presence, just like He walked. He came into his own but they received him not and they knew him not. They didn't recognize him for who he was and sometimes God is right there in our midst and we don't even realize but God is faithful. Uh, he, he loves uh, all people and he's close to those that he loves. There's one thing you can say and you know today God is faithful. You tell your neighbor God's faithful. Hey, listen, and God has plans for us. Even in the midst of our Uh, struggles and our troubles and things that were going on, God has a plan that it doesn't alter because of life situations. We often think that because this has happened that it will stop the miracle of God. This man had went to get to Jesus and he he said I need you to come to uh, heal my daughter. She's sick. She's dying actually. I need you there now. And people were thronging him and all around him and, and just you know, people everywhere trying to get a miracle and this one lady she she stops the whole parade, you know, by touching this garment, Jesus stops, Who touched me? And and everybody's asking the question, What do you mean, who touched you? And, and you know, they go through this whole thing and he's like, you know, this is urgent. We gotta go and oh you know, I guess this blew it because now what are we gonna do? Because we're stopping when God says he will do a miracle, he'll do a miracle. And he already knows <laughs> what obstacles are coming, what things are going to, you know, before you ever ask, he knows what it's going to take to get there. He knows what it's going to take to see this miracle through. He knows what it's going to take to see you have what you asked for. But see, we, we see the first little bump in the road and we think, oh, this is going to detour me. This is going to knock it off. This is going to ruin God's plan. Really? It's going to ruin God's plan. You know who can only ruin God's plan? You or me. That's why when uh, the bad news came, he knew, oh, here comes, that's a big bump. He just said, don't be afraid, only believe. I need to keep you with me or we're still going to do this thing. Don't be afraid of what they just said. Don't be afraid of the news you just got. Don't be afraid uh, of that feeling that, you know, maybe the man was older and he thought, man, we'll never have another kid and this is my only daughter and she was my world, she was everything, my world has now ended. Guess what? He'll be there at the end of your world. And he said, that's not the end. Uh, I'm going to give you another scripture in a minute. It's it's one at the very, very last scripture that I'm going to read today and tie it into that Matthew 28 and 20. And we're going to be like, woo It's going to be good. So stay to the end. Don't get up and get no popcorn. Hang in here. Listen. God's going to do what he's supposed to do. And the plans he has for us do not include us losing. Yeah, God doesn't plan on you losing. He does not uh, plan on you perishing in the midst of your troubles. It's not the Lord's will that any perish. Listen, the thing is, is it's not on him. He knows what he's going to do, but what are we going to do? We're going to, you reap what you sow. So what are we going to do? Psalm 56 and 13, the psalmist said, You have delivered my soul from death, my soul. That's the eternal. He said, you've fixed me for eternal life, but will you not deliver my feet, that's your flesh, from falling that I can walk before God in the land of the living? Will you not keep me standing upright? Will you not keep me in a place that I can keep living for you and walking for you? Yes, he will. He's faithful. He didn't save you to walk away from him. He didn't save you so your feet could fall off the path. He he saved you so you could keep walking with him. God is faithful no matter what comes your way. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I mean, we need to give him some credit. God finishes what he starts. We need to give him some credit. He knows what he was doing when he called you. He knows what he was doing when he saved you. He knows what he was doing when he filled you with the Holy Ghost. He knows what he was doing. He didn't make a mistake. He didn't get this one wrong. He, he didn't put you on the B team. Ain't no B team in the church. Hello. Hello. Hey, ain't no second string in the church. We're all in one body by one spirit. We're all workers together with him, and, and we're fitly framed together. We, we, we've got to understand what God is doing. And Jairus uh, now is faced, uh, he, he, from the first step toward his house, he was headed toward a miracle. From the time that he got to Jesus and turned around and said, Now let's go to my house, he was headed toward his answer. He was one step closer, one step closer. There were slowdowns. There were stops along the way. uh, But the miracle process was in motion. And hey, listen, then here comes this woman interrupting everything. When others are getting their answers, don't get upset. When others are getting their answers, don't be jealous. God is not a respecter of persons. Their victory can inspire you on the way. Look at it as faith builder. Well, if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. Come on, somebody. It's, it looks like it's the end of my world, but I just saw God take a woman who was at the end of her world and fix it and stay with her and heal her and make her whole and send her along her way. God can do it. Let their victory inspire you on the way to your answer. Let it reinforce your faith while you're walking because here it is what you believe about jesus and what he will do is manifested in the decision you make when things get bad or go wrong that was a lot did you understand what i said what you believe about jesus and what he will do it is manifested in the decision you make when things get bad or worse she's still alive I'm going to Jesus. She died. Now what? People are encouraging you to stop bothering Jesus. Hey, you went to Jesus. She died. Don't bother him no more. Come on. You prayed about it. God hadn't answered. Just, man, you don't have to go to church. Just stay out of church. Just quit preaching. Just quit singing. Just quit living for God. Hey, you, you've been praying for this for a year, for two years, and and uh, hey, you brought it to God, and nothing's happened. Matter of fact, it got worse. So just don't, you know, just don't bother. Their thing is, don't bother with Jesus anymore. I'm telling you, you better bother him. You better bother with him. You better stick with him because that's your answer, and he's the only answer. And what I believe about Jesus. What people, how people will know what I believe about them is what I do when I get the bad news. What I do when the bottom falls out. What do I do when my world falls apart? What do I do then? Now what? Because bad news is coming. It happens every day. It always does, but it's never, the bad news it never outweighs the good of living for God. Listen, everybody else had accepted the circumstances. She's dead. Don't bother Jesus. Just come on home. It's time to plan the funeral. We need to prepare the body. We need to get, just don't bother him anymore. You you just don't, when when everyone else stop believing, you've got to keep going. uh, Your miracle is predicated on what you do believe or do not believe. And so the question, what do you believe about Jesus? See, Jesus was on his way to do a miracle He didn't let them stop You got to get on the same page as Jesus With your miracle He asked him you know, Maybe he don't get it yet I, I want you to come heal her She's about to die Maybe he knew she would die before we, I don't know but, uh, but he's got to believe like We got to believe that God is able to do Exceeding abundantly above all I ask or think I might ask for a healing He might raise you from the dead Yeah he, he's, God's going to always do the greater miracle Every time. And he's going to do what needs to be seen every time. He's going to, need what, he's going to do what needs to be told every time. And so uh, you got to get on that same page with Jesus because he knows what he's going to do. Hey, I didn't start walking this way to turn around halfway. I'm going. Jesus never planned on attending a funeral, he was on his way to work a miracle yeah come on somebody you feel like everything's dying in your life God hey he ain't coming to attend a funeral he's coming to do a miracle and if by chance you feel like it does die he's the resurrection and the life I said it a while ago he might let it stink a little while before he shows up but once he shows up he'll do what only he can do it ain't over just because it's stinking it ain't over just because it's rotten. It ain't over just because it's decaying. Because one word from him can restore it all. Woo! Oh, that's the Jesus uh, I serve. It can be in its worst possible state. Or oh, the stone can be rolled over it and people are just saying, that's it, it's over and done. But just one word from him. Woo! Friend, I'm telling you, he he don't he don't just do it once. The scripture says he called me out of darkness. But you know sometimes on this walk we find ourselves in dark places once again, and the voice is still calling today. He will call you out of the darkness of depression. He'll call you out of the darkness of sickness and disease. He'll call you out of the darkness of discouragement and he'll set you up and get you walking right. Just one word from him into the dark will pull you out. Ooh. Come on, what do you believe about him today? What do you believe about him today? Come on, he ain't just a big guy in the sky. He's your King of kings and he's the Lord of lords. He's the Savior of the world. He's the Lord God Almighty. (laughs) Oh, sometimes we want to go. It gets so bad, now what, Jesus? Just keep going with me. Now what I do, just keep walking, just keep believing, just keep serving. Wow, what I do now, God, she's dead, she's dead. I want you to come and heal her, but she's dead. Just keep walking with me. Oh, I prayed for them while they were hanging on the fringe and now they're gone. Now what, God? Keep praying for them. Keep reaching for them. Keep believing for them. Don't give up on them. They might be in the hog pen somewhere, but friend, I read a story about people coming home from the hog pen. Just keep praying. Hallelujah. The writer there in Hebrews 11 and 6 said, He that cometh to God, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. What do you believe? I believe that he is able. I believe he is all powerful. I believe he's a healer. I believe he's a deliverer. I believe he's the Savior. I believe he is everything that I need. I must believe that he is the answer. That's why you find a ruler falling down in the dust at the feet of Jesus. Because he had come to a realization that he is my only hope. You have to believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. You see, people gave up, but Jesus didn't give up. See, Jesus is just being an example. Don't give up. If you don't see me turning around, there's hope. And I'm going to tell you something. You will never see Jesus turn his back on you. (laughs) You'll You'll never see him turn his back on you. He will always be faithful. He'll always be true. He'll always be there. He will be with you even to the end of your world. That's why in verse 50 when Jesus heard, he's aware of the obstacle. Don't think that Jesus don't know. Oh, he just don't know. That's why things are so bad because he don't know. That's why things are getting worse because he just don't know. That's, I'm, I'm losing my mind because he just don't know. No, he heard. He heard what they said. He's heard everything. That's, he's seen everything that has gone. There's nothing that has caught him by surprise. And he's telling, so he, he's basically, he's telling, uh, asking Josh, are we doing this? Are we still doing this? Don't be afraid, only believe. Are you going to hold on? I'm still here. I ain't gone anywhere. I heard what they said. I know the situation, but I'm still here. If I couldn't do anything, I'd leave. But I know I can do anything, so I'm still here. Do you know I can do anything? Listen, maybe you've heard some negative things, but you've got to remember why you came to him. That's what he's telling you. Look, I know you just heard some negative stuff, but... Why did you come to me? Maybe you're going through something. You're hearing some negative stuff because people are talking about your situation. It happens, and you've heard about it. You've heard what's been said, but why did you go to him? So he could fix it. You went to him because you believed him. You went to him because you knew he was the answer. So that's what Jesus said. "Yeah, I know you've heard. You've heard some stuff. I heard it too. But I'm asking you, what you gonna do? Are we doing this? Are we going on? We keep moving or?" Why did you come to me? Well, I came to you because I knew you could fix it. Then have faith in me today. Have faith in God today. We've got to have strong faith. I love, this one of my favorite verses in the Bible, Jeremiah 17 and 14, because it is just so rock solid. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? Jeremiah, why are you writing it like that? Because that's what I believe. He didn't say, heal me, O Lord, and hopefully I'll be healed. I might be healed. He said, heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for you are my praise. You're what I need. Psalm 118 and 17, the writer said, I shall not die but live. Oh, I said this the other day in one of the lessons. Listen, you cannot die. You absolutely cannot draw your last breath until God is finished with you. It's impossible because nobody gets to take you sooner than God knew you would go. It don't happen. I've said it, you know, we say, oh, it was too short. It was why, why their life was cut short. Well, to us, because that's our flesh, but to God, they just kept their appointment. I said it. I give I, I give, I take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I'm not dying in this. I'm not dying. I'm going to live, and not only that, I'm going to tell everybody what Jesus did while I was in the worst possible shape ever of my life. When I lost everything, when my world came tumbling down, I did not die, but I lived. And then I told everybody, here's what Jesus did. Come on, somebody. God didn't... He's not going to fix it so you can... Uh, not, not shine it, not let people know about it. No matter how bad it gets, you must remember that you have a God. People may question you. They may question your faith. They may question your God. But you know today that he is faithful, that he is there. And if he is there, then your answer is there. The Lord said, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. He said, I will never leave you or forsake you. The Bible says he sticks closer than a brother, the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears open to their prayers. There is no height or depth that you can go and he not be there. Romans 8 and 35 tells us that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. I have a connection with God that circumstances cannot destroy. I love it. Uh, my son preaches Romans 8 all the time. Uh, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. And man, that's fantastic. And you should always uh, remember that. Be persuaded in your mind. But that's what he's saying in that chapter. He said, does it matter when you read the list? High depth. You know, uh, all the things he just talks about that come against you. He said, but none of this can separate you. It can't do it. There's a connection between you and God that these things can't destroy. Nobody ever walked away from God because the enemy won. They walked away because they decided to quit. That's it, plain and simple. Because there's no power greater than the power that's inside of you. When people go, Well, I was trying to do it, but the devil won. What? Since when? He never won. He ain't never won. The Spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. The Spirit's willing to go on, oh, but the flesh is weak. And so I'm telling you, you hear what I'm saying today? Mm-mm, there ain't nothing can separate us. Nothing. There's a connection with Him that... Uh, we're, we're connected. We're grafted in. We are we're the, receive the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. When we have the spirit of Christ, we're His and, and we become His. We're connected. Whew. Don't walk away. In the fiery furnace, God proves to us that He will be there. Those three Hebrew boys, they find themselves in the midst of the fiery furnace. Listen, when you stand for God, he will stand for you. When you stand for God, he will stand for you. 2 Timothy 4, Paul wrote this, 16 and 17. He said, at my first answer, nobody, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. And I pray God it will, that it won't be laid to their charge. But then he says in verse 17, notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and he strengthened me that by me See, God's going to strengthen you so through you he can do something. You think it's over and done. Nobody wants to hear from me anymore. Nobody wants to see what I've got to do anymore. But he's saying God will strengthen you that by you the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Praise God. Faith in God will keep you going you got to believe that he'll be with you even to the end. And so when you get these negative voices, you get these people that just don't share your vision, listen, put them out. Jesus showed us the remedy. We've gotten soft on a few things. And we've smoothed it over in the name of loving people. It's going to be a a big people. But sometimes you're going to have to learn that you're just going to have to put some people out so the miracle can work in your life. Oh, 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 we we got... I didn't say don't love people. I did not say stop loving people. Mm -mm. I didn't say stop praying for people. I didn't say stop reaching people. I said sometimes you're going to have to learn to put some people out. So the miracle don't get stopped up in your life. If they don't share your vision of victory, put them out. If they don't share your vision of God, put them out. If they don't share uh, what you believe and what you're doing and how you how you're living, put them out. Love them, be their friend, but put them out. You can be friendly, you can be kind, you can do all the things, you, but put them out of the get them out of the way. Are we supposed to look again? I didn't say stop loving nobody. Boom. As my help meet. Stop. I said you can love them, but you got to stop listening to them. That's good. I need to write that in my note. So I want to preach this again. Ooh. I know love covers a multitude of sin. I know it. I know that love can do anything. Love never fails. You think Jesus didn't love them people he just shuffled out of the room? Oh, he loved them, but he said, I got to show you something. And sometimes you're going to have to go so the miracle can work. Oh. Praise God. Before he worked the miracle, he put the unbelievers out. So Listen. We need to put the negative voices out. We need to put the negative influencers out so we can see the miracle. Because it's going to be up to us. We'll either be part of a funeral or we'll be part of a miracle. Hello, Hello, somebody. Yeah, it's either part of a miracle or part of a funeral. Honey, you can come to the music. Stand with me. So I'm telling you, I don't know where your world is. Is Maybe it's crashing all, all around you right now. But I want to tell you this, that God's got plans for you. He had plans for, for Jairus from the time he showed up. It wasn't like he thought, oh, hey, what are you doing here? He knew he was coming. He knows everything. He knew it. He had plans for him. and He's got plans for you but you've got to keep walking because he's with you. And he will be with you. No matter where you go, there he is. He'll be there. And I told you I had a, a, a last verse of scripture. So Jesus said, I'm going to be with you even to the end of the world. And I, I titled this, even to the end of your world. That's why faith is so important in God, to stay faithful and to believe God. And here's why. Because Hebrews 11 and 3 says this. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So now, if by faith I know his word frames worlds, then by faith I can also know that his word can rebuild worlds. If it can frame a world, it can rebuild a world. Ah, come on, man. Stand up tall so it don't go over your head. My world is crashing down. Have faith in His Word. Don't be afraid, only believe. Those words right there with carry Jairus of to his house and he would watch his world be rebuilt. You've got to have faith in God. If his word, the Bible says we're born again by the word, so you've been living this born again, your world has been framed by that word that got you born again, got you saved, got you walking this walk. If you find this world being destroyed, it is that same word that that we'll rebuild it, that we'll put it back right, that we'll restore it. God said, I build the waste places. (laughs) He's a wise master builder. A, a, A good builder can go into a place that's been damaged and put it back together. He knows how to do it. And God knows how to put your world back in order. He'll be with you even to the end of your world. Don't give up. Don't be afraid. Keep on bothering him. You've heard me say it before. If he's the master, it's no bother at all. No bother at all. While she's playing this morning, maybe you'd come find a place in this altar to pray today and seek the face of the master. Maybe you feel like things are out of your control. Things have been falling apart. But today, keep coming. Keep coming to the altar. I've been to the altar. Then come again. I've prayed. Pray again. I've called on him. call on him again. Because you're almost there. You're almost there where your miracle's at. powerful presence. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Lord. Listen, let's 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 do something before before we go. When the this miracle started, the man fell down. He fell down at the feet of Jesus, but then he had to get up so he could walk toward his miracle. He started walking because he believed something was going to happen. So let's all across the room, let's stand. Let's stand. Let's stand to our feet. Come on, let's get to our feet. Y'all help them up if they're, if they're down. Let's stand. Because we're going to make a, a show and a declaration to our problem right now. And I've come before the Lord with my head bowed. I've come before Him humble, asking Him for help. But now I'm going to stand because I believe this miracle is about to come to pass. And now let's lift our hands together. Isha ta tandolobosakaha. Come on, let's lift our hands in belief and faith to God right now. Solomashika Shalamo Ziya Lalobosah.
1: You know the way when there seems to be no way.
0: That's it. We trust it. Come on, clap your hands and shout to God in this house. You'll hear all kinds of voices. But just make sure you let Jesus have the final word. Make sure he's got the final say. Don't don't end your day. If you had a bad day, don't, don't, don't go to bed on them negative words. Talk to the Lord and let him have the last word. Come on. You arguing or fighting, carrying on with somebody, don't let that be the last words. Let them last words come from the Lord. Let him have the final say. That's that's exactly what happened in that story. Some said, said, well, she's dead, and he said, arise. His word always trumps the negative word. Amen? Isn't God good? Give him a hand clap and a shout. I feel so much better. I feel so encouraged in the Holy Ghost today. Hallelujah. Miracles. We used to sing, open the floodgates of heaven. I believe God's about to open the floodgates. God's people about to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Amen. I already have. Praise God. Amen. All right, tomorrow night's prodigal prayer at 7 o'clock. Hope you'll make it. Praise God. It's going to be a great time. I know this, if you're fasting, doing the fast, this is that fun week, liquid only. But you do get dairy back, so for all you people that drink milk, uh, y'all y'all jump on it. But uh, I'll, I'll stick with my fruit juice, but y- y- y'all, y'all get that milk and have a good time with it. Um, but uh It'll be tougher this week. Do not put yourself in the hospital, please. If you need to eat because of your blood sugar and things like that, you're, you've got a physical job, I, I've told some, do this. Just stay on last week's plan. Just do that. If you can't do the liquids, that's that's okay. We understand That's it's tough. Do what you can, but at least stay on last week's plan through the end of the week and Sunday, we'll all be a little thinner. We'll all be a little little happier. And uh, you fit in that new Easter dress you bought. Praise God. I love you, folks. God's good. Thank you for being in church today. Pray for those that are traveling home that they'll have a safe journey. We love you in Jesus' name. You're dismissed.